0: It is good to see you today. I appreciate you being here in church and uh, just a little update on our church, our new building that we're moving to. We're really excited. We had a work day yesterday and things were really going good there. So we just praise the Lord for that. And uh, let's give all the workers a hand that work with the kids. Will you do that? I think this is the that was the first time you got to see my daughter in like a year. All right, she's been back there every Sunday. Can we have a, a, some lights back there? Help us out a little bit. All right, so uh, worked on the building yesterday, really things coming along. Christmas Eve, don't forget our first service there, and uh, I believe he posted something. So, Jason, it's like and share. Yep. Facebook? Yep, like and share. Like and share. All right, that's, that's what you need to do, like it and then share it so everybody gets it. And uh, we appreciate that. Open your Bibles, if you will, to uh, Luke chapter 2 this morning. Luke chapter 2. We're going to talk a little bit about Christmas. Have you ever, when you were a kid, did you ever, like, sneak open your presents and then rewrap it? Let me see your hands, you wicked people. Okay. Seriously, that's all? I thought for sure there'd be more. How many were disappointed? Yeah. I did it one time, I never did it again. I there was a couple of presents, I unwrapped it with pair of underwear. Who gets their child? And then the other one was a pair of socks. What? So I never did it again. Never. I didn't want to know. But we're gonna talk about Christmas. This is our first uh, uh message in our the next three weeks, including Christmas Eve, we're gonna talk about Christmas. Specifically, don't miss Christmas. Alright, a lot of people, uh, miss Christmas as far as this holiday season. Uh, we're gonna talk about the purpose of Christmas is salvation, reconciliation, and, you know, celebration. And we're gonna talk about celebration today. Uh, the kind of purpose of Christmas. And a lot of people miss that because we're wrapped up in a lot of other things. We get wrapped up in stress, Stress over the finances, trying to get our kids to have that perfect Christmas. Can I hear an amen? I mean, Just trying to get there, and we're all worked up. And so by the time it's over, we didn't celebrate Christmas as adults. We just flew right by it, and we didn't enjoy it. Sometimes it's a relationship. You have to go to the in-laws or the outlaws, you know, just a lot of stress. The memories. Sometimes we miss Christmas because Christmas is a tough time for some people. We have a death of a loved one, and so we remember that. And it kind of takes us every year, and we kind of miss the celebration, the purpose, the salvation, the reconciliation, the re- the, the celebration. We kind of miss that because we're thinking about the death of that time, and we're discouraged. Maybe you are abused as a child, and that abuse always comes kind of up surfaces at Christmas, and you're thinking about that, and that kind of causes us to miss Christmas. Some of us were abandoned as a child, sometimes in our, our past, and, and I'm sorry that you went through that, but sometimes that causes us to miss Christmas. Or, or maybe you just have a Grinch attitude this year, all right? You, you kind of have that attitude because you look around, and everybody's celebrating Christmas wrong, right? I mean, so you get the, it's all about Santa Claus. It's all about presents. They're all about this, and, and you as a believer, you know the purpose, but you get kind of cranky about it. And in the process, you miss the celebration or the reason for Christmas. So I want to go to Luke chapter 2, read a couple of verses here to talk about. Today, we're going to talk about celebrating Christmas or celebrating this time of year. Look at verse 8, Luke chapter 2. It'll be on the screen. You can follow along. That night were the shepherds staying in fields nearby, guarding their flock of sheep suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said this. Now look what he said. He says, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Kind of three three words there, three phases of words I want you to see. It says, good news, That bring great joy, and the third thing to all people—it's not just the Jews that get to 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 enjoy Christmas. It's to all people. There's this good news, and we're going to talk about that good news that will cause us to celebrate today. That good news brings great joy. Christmas is a time, literally, of a time of celebration. Celebrating—we're going to talk about three things. Then I want to go back to Mary. Go back if you if you got your phones or you got Bible to chapter one verse. 46 it says this mary responded now i'm just talking about the celebration mary had just heard the angel telling her that she was pregnant and she's going to have a child and she responds to this message and of course she tells elizabeth elizabeth is excited but she responds to it this way verse 46 mary responded oh how my soul praises the Lord. And you, you literally translate it into Latin. It means this. My soul celebrates the Lord. In other words, Mary teaches us something here before we get into the message. Mary's kind of teaching us that you can celebrate even with all these problems. Your soul can celebrate that God has come even when you go through all those problems in life that that might take you away. I mean, Mary was pregnant as a teenager. No wonder what her parents thought, her boyfriend thought, her in-laws, or the people in the town thought. And the gossip that was going around, still in the midst of all of that, her soul celebrated the Lord. And we know that John the Baptist, as, he, as this text goes on, or before this text, it says that when Elizabeth heard the news that Mary was going to bring forth a child. His name was going to be Emmanuel. John the Baptist, six months in her belly, he leaped for joy. There's, a, there's going to be a lot of preaching on that verse. But I'm just simply saying, it's a time to celebrate. Christmas is a time to celebrate. Let me give you three things, three reasons, three good news, if you want to call it, that gives us reason to celebrate this Christmas season, all right, number one, okay God loves you so so simple okay it 's so simple yet it 's a fact this Christmas time is a time to celebrate it 's a time to have a party because God loves you now, we have Christians i mean most most of you here are are, are new babes and but those of us that are older in the Lord, the fact and the words, God loves you, it's kind of old hat. And it doesn't stir us the way it used to. Can I hear an amen? It doesn't move us like it used to because we get, we just get kind of gospel hard, if you want to, that, that God loves you. What we need to do is step back and this can kind of make us you know, a little Christmas cranky, if you want, Scrooge, is to just take this as old hat. But John tells us in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, that God is love. Now, there's nothing about us that drew God's attention towards us. It's just because God, he loves us. It's his nature to love us, and so we are the focus of, of his agape love. We are the focus of his attention. We are the apple of his eye. And those of us that have grown cold to this truth, we sometimes miss Christmas because we just don't really grasp any longer the depth and the width of God's love. For us to understand it, we need God to open our eyes to the depth of his love for us and how that, that we are the object of his love. It's like the church in uh, Revelation chapter 2, the church at Ephesus. He says, I have somewhat against you because you have left your first love. And he said, you need to go back and remember. You need to go back and repent. Do the first works you did when you first were saved. Well, sometimes us, us believers, we forget where we used to be. We forget that we were there. And so God's love to us just isn't what it used to be. Again, it's it's like for us understanding the love of God is like an ant understanding the internet. It's almost impossible. But Jesus came for the purpose of loving us. To agape, doing what is best for our lives. All right, I want you to go to... Just Romans chapter 8, we'll just tie this thought up. Romans chapter 8. Look with me, will verse. we'll start in verse 38. He says, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries for tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. I mean, it just, we are constantly the the focus of God's love. The problem is, we just don't sense it all the time. And so we need to get back on point and stand on his his word. Look Look at verse 39 no power in the sky above nor in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in the birth and the death and the resurrection of the person of Jesus Christ. Okay? When Him him coming as a baby reveals to us it's great news to all people. He Loves you that 's good news that 's fantastic news. Think back when you first heard it for me it was I was eighteen in ANOVA as a girl was explaining to me god 's love and then she took me home to her father and then he explained to me god 's love and the one thing I remember is that God cannot lie. You heard this before: God cannot lie. that really sunk down to me. You know, someone I can trust and will never let me down. So the first reason we celebrate Christmas is because God loves me. God loves you. Number two, okay, the other good news is not when Jesus Christ came, that was great news because it showed that God loved us, but it also showed us a second thing, and that is God is with us. He doesn't just love us. We need to celebrate the fact that God is with us now in psalms 139 let's look at a couple of verses here just just to sense the presence of god because most of us struggle with that amen can you hear me Amen? come on come on okay we struggle now but listen what scripture says i can never escape from your spirit i can never get away from what what is that your presence Okay, this is for us. God is always with us and he never leaves us. Let's go on. It says, verse eight, if I go to the heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. Verse nine, if I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell in the furthest ocean, even there your hand guides me and your strength will support me. So it's just a truth. Even though you might not feel it, the Bible says that Emmanuel, one of, his, one of his names is Emmanuel, which means God with us. So so even if you don't feel like it, you don't deserve it sometimes. You feel like you don't deserve it. It doesn't matter how you feel. God is with us. Now, this is one of my favorite verses in Hebrews 13, verse 5. It says this, Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have for God has said, now notice this, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. Sometimes we just don't feel it. And the reason we don't feel it is because we're not connected. We're not plugged in. We're not dialed in to the reality of what scripture says. We're going based on what we think. And what we think causes us to feel. So we need to continually speak to ourselves the word of God God is with us and he will never ever abandon us never it's impossible okay so so again if you feel like it or you don't feel like it he's there if you feel like you're unworthy he's there it doesn't matter what you feel scripture is still true I want you to look at 68 psalm 68 verse 6 says this you have that one on there? That's all right. I'll go there. Psalm 68. You want to turn there? 68 6. God places now, notice this God places the lonely in families. So if you're feeling lonely, this verse of scripture tells us that you need a family. You need to belong. You need people in your life. You need those in-laws. You need those outlaws. You need all those people. You need to be connected. That's what this scripture is teaching. You need to be part of people. God hates loneliness. He hates loneliness. He said to Adam in the very beginning in Genesis chapter 2 verse 18, God said it's not good that man should be alone. He doesn't want any of us to be alone. Okay, so the good news is, no matter how you feel, God is present. Some people fear that. They get worried about that because they think God is going to judge them. But Jesus came not to condemn the world, right? But the world through him might be saved. So the good news of Christmas, the reason we should celebrate on a consistent basis is that God loves us. And we need to think on that. We need to believe that. And we need to believe that God is with us. He's present. Because Scripture teaches us. And we need to, no matter how we think and how we feel, don't let the circumstances dictate to us that God is not present. Because He is. And that's something we need to celebrate We need to be connected with people, but we also need to be connected to God, most of all. So if you're here, and you've really never never understood the love of God, you never understood the presence of God, listen to this third thing we need to celebrate. We need to celebrate the fact that I am the apple, the focus of God's love. Think think about for a minute. Just you, right now, you are the focus of God's love. Right now, you are in the very presence of God. The third thing we can celebrate is not just those two, but he is also for us. God is not out to sabotage our lives. Sometimes we feel that way, right? Sometimes we feel that God is out to us sabotage, but he's not. He's actually here. The reason Jesus Christ came is because God is for us. He specifically created us to love us. And He wants to be with us. When we have the Spirit of God, we first get saved. The Spirit of God comes and dwells with us to help us with this life, to help us carry the load. We shouldn't carry it alone. So He's with us, but He's also for us. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 says this It says, What shall we say about such wonderful things? If God be for us, now there's three ifs in the, in the New Testament. One is no. The, the answer to the if is no, it can't be. The other is possible. This one is the affirmative. God is for us. Okay, here's the answer. Who can be against us? But basically, the answer is no one can be against us. Why? Because God is for us. He's literally on your side. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to rejoice. Yes, you're going to go through problems. But that's to help you grow, to grow, to be able to reach out to people that are going through those. There's a lot of reasons why you go through that. But I'm telling you, God, according to Scripture, is for you. He loves you, He's with you, and He's for you. And that's the reason we celebrate. That's the reason you celebrate. Because all of a sudden you understand when Jesus sent His Son, or when the Father sent His Son, It was for you, specifically you, to have life, eternal life, but not just eternal life, abundant life. Here's the problem. Here's here's what we do. We always look back at the Israelites when they came out of Egypt. You You know the story, when God delivered the Israelites out of the bondage for 400 years, he did it with a powerful hand, miracle after miracle. And the Israelites once they, were, once they were delivered with the miracles that he did they thought that God was out to sabotage their life they consistently said this God delivers from Egypt to kill us in the wilderness and we think what, what kind of people are they don't they understand but we're the same way okay we get wrapped up in our circumstances and we, we forget the big picture we forget what God's word and so when we go through these situations we think God He's not paying attention. He's not here. He doesn't love me. And he's not for me. And we begin to murmur and complain in the same way. We think God is not for that Over and over and over. And this is why they couldn't go into the promised land, which is a picture of the abundant life. So many of us are not enjoying This Christian life, this wonderful life that we're involved with, we're not enjoying it because of what we think might take place. It hasn't taken place, but we're fearful of the next week or the next month or the next year. And we begin to wonder about those three truths. And so what happens is we have to wander in the wilderness for 40 years hopefully not 40 years, amen, until we finally get it that God loves us, he's with us, and he's for us. This is fantastic news, and that was the Christmas great news. And we can have it. We can enjoy it if we step out and believe it. See, scripture interprets scripture. I don't care if you have a second grade education, a sixth grade, you can understand this. Why? Because the Holy Spirit enlightens us. He literally illuminates our mind and gives us understanding. This book is only understood when the Holy Spirit is in us and illuminates us. And as he shows you Scripture here and, and you confirm it with the Old Testament, you confirm it with Scripture, Scripture interprets Scripture. And all through the Bible it says God loves you, God is with you, and God is for you. It's fantastic news and it's a reason we stand up here amen if i just did that could i entertain you like they entertained you (laughs) moo and i do all i do those movements would that help you to entertain to stay awake this morning huh fantastic stuff christmas guys listen we don't have to get mad at the world because they don't celebrate the way they're supposed to i mean we, we should help try to help them define the savior Help them to find what we have. Not get wrapped up in judging and getting angry. We used to be there, amen? About Santa Claus, about presents, about, you know, everything perfect and, and, and having the party, everything perfect on Christmas Day. And, and, and I mean, get wrapped up in all. That's what, that's what the world, but it's okay. It's okay. They're never gonna know unless we have the right attitude and we love them as jesus loved them right where they're at we get that scrooge attitude they didn't do it right and we get upset and we turn them off because listen we're the only how many of those people are going to pick up a bible Christmas, is if we, if we get our minds on this and really ask God to open our minds, to repent that I don't, I'm not focused on God's love, I, I've kind of left that first love. If we really get back there and we're excited and we celebrate at this moment. It's going to draw some attention. All right? They're going to say, man, that guy's a weirdo. Because there's a time... Of joy. Some people say, well, God never promised you joy. Uh, I think he did. If we're walking with the Lord, he will give us his joy and it will be overflowing. I, I hear preachers all the time, God never promised you joy. He did. I don't know where they get that stuff. He says, I want my joy in you and overflowing. But that's when you really realize these three things. God loves you. You are the apple of his eye he's with you and he's for you i mean who could you have better i'm trying i'm trying to we're all trying to raise money right for this christmas going to our new building how many how many are actually praying about giving a christmas offering just raise your hand okay so guys those of you we need to pray for the rest of everybody amen so i'm really praying so so when it comes to money i have this one dude i call can i hear an amen okay You know what I'm talking about. Well, well, there's somebody above him. And and, and so when we go to him, then he can touch the hearts of those under him. Because the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, and he turns it wherever he he wishes. This is great stuff. And I'm I'm talking, this is so practical. Christmas time is a great time to celebrate because of these Three truths, which is called great news. Good news, which brings great joy to all people. True, genuine joy. So I'm just simply saying this. Don't miss Christmas. With all the other garbage the world throws at you, all the other garbage that your mind throws at you, and Satan throws at you, and the world throws at you, don't let that happen. Okay? Okay? Focus on these three things. This next week, focus on these. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning. We just thank you so much for your word. Father, the richness, the the, the simplicity that you so loved us, you sent your son, that that literally could reveal to us that you love us. And, and, And that we can respond to that love and accept you as our Father, as our Savior. I pray this morning, if there's anyone here this morning that has never trusted in your Son, Father, I pray that today might be the day for them. I pray that they would really be convinced, if they've never heard this, that that Jesus Christ loves them enough that he died for them. If, if, if they've never understood that and all they have to do is receive him as their savior, I pray, Father, you begin to open their eyes to that truth. Move in their heart, Father. Illuminate them with your Holy Spirit that they might enjoy a relationship with you. They might enjoy the life that you had planned for them. They can get out from underneath the heavy bondage of the world and begin to enjoy the life that you've called them to. So, Father, I pray for them. also, Father, I pray for any believer here that's that's weighted down with the burdens, the worries, the cares, and the problems. Father, right now, this Christmas time, Father, I know there's people here that are struggling. Father, they're struggling with the burden of memories. They're struggling with a burden of addictions. They're struggling with abandonment. I pray that you would lift them higher and their focus would be on you and not on their past, not on their circumstances, but, Father, on you. And I pray, O oh God, that you would give them joy. I pray they would focus on these three truths and you would begin to allow them and to help them to celebrate this great news. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Amen.